0: Let's get out to the uh, Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, he's our Ute Insider here on the station. He's our good friend, Frank Dolce. What's going on, Frank? Hey, guys.
1: Good afternoon. Hey. It's called friends and influence people. And you don't start by insulting something that's near and dear to a person's heart and also involves somebody's children. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I I agree that I I made a mistake. It wasn't one of my finer moments. But I don't know why I I've been pigeonholed as a hater from there on out. You know,
1: I I just want to probably, admit my mistake and move on. I know it's probably just because that. That's exactly why you've been pigeonholed that way. It's because you just do. You want. You sincerely want. You 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 apologize. <laughs> you want to move on, but it's just because of that fact that. Nobody's going to let you move on from that i got I got pigeonholed too, like this being super defensive sort of thing with Austin. I know that he's not here today, so so then he he brings that up all the time. he tries tries to put me in a position to be defensive. I've said interesting I've made interesting comments about Tim Tebow just as an athlete, not as a person, but but now you know, the guys seem to think that's a good topic to bring up Tim Tebow all the time and why I hate Tim Tebow, which is absolutely not the case at all. I just don't think that Tim Tebow is the number one rated quarterback in the history of college football. That, that was my stance and and it's, it's ballooned into something else. So, and I just try, I want to try and get away from it, but it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, you know, you feel my pain, Frank. Good. I, I'm glad we can identify. Absolutely. Frank, uh, yeah. who do you think yeah. is the all-time greatest
1: college quarterback? It's, it's, I think it's even a stupid question, to be honest. But but I think there are lots of great, all-time great college quarterbacks. And um, I would say guys like, you know, even in my era, like a Troy Aikman was a great college quarterback at, at UCLA. John Elway was certainly a great uh, college quarterback and Jim Plunkett was an amazing college quarterback and and you know who never gets called a great college quarterback but all he did was won a lot of games at Oklahoma is Jamel Holloway. He's not your standard college quarterback, but he certainly played quarterback and he played it at an unbelievable le- level running the running the option attack at Oklahoma. So I would consider him a a great college quarterback. Jim McMahon has to be very near. The top of the list um, in terms of his greatness in college. So I just think there's lots of different guys, and 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 I don't even know that I put Tim Tebow. You know, if I really sat down and put together a list, I don't know if I put him in the top ten. Is he the top ten of great all-time people? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's kind of a. He, he, I think he does like himself, you know, a little bit of Tim Tebow, but he is. You know, I think that he kind of wants to do the right thing and he wants to he wants to encourage and help people generally in his life. I mean, I think that's that's his foundation. But I still don't think he's the greatest college quarterback of all time. Should I be insulted by the fact that uh, Frank just said it's a
0: stupid question that I just asked? So now you're going to play this game where you're insulted, and, and we're just going to all have hurt feelings? Is we all, that, we all that take offense happening? at every turn?
1: That's what it sounds I'm like. I'm hopeful doing. that one day I come on this show and Jake doesn't insult me, and Gordon, you don't ask me a stupid question. <laughs> He's the top three person on this show right now. He is Frank Dolce on 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. Uh, hey, Frank, I, I've i been kind of touting this opinion, and I'm curious if you agree. UCLA is kind of... Uh, by far the most dangerous team left on Utah's regular season schedule. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they're defensively that they they're, they're it, you know they're not great. I think Utah should be able to control um, the, the things like time of possession, line of scrimmage, uh, run game, possession of the football, keep UCLA's offense off the field, and I think that's probably the best strategy available because. UCLA's on a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a win streak here, three-game win streak here. They seem like they've kind of figured thing, things out, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks like he's playing better. And, you know, what's really dangerous about UCLA on the offensive side is that they're explosive in, in a couple areas. They are explosive in the, they can be explosive in the run game. I think we've seen that for, uh, you know, several games this, this year. Uh, I really like the run game. And then Thompson-Robinson is – explosive um, throwing the football. He's been very accurate at times throwing the football and certainly with his legs. I would say that Dorian Thompson Robinson is probably, you know, uh, uh, a freshman, sophomore, junior Tyler Huntley in the, you know, his ability to, to make plays and be an athlete and still maybe rely on his athleticism just because he hasn't been able to build up the trust in the other parts of his offense yet. And so he feels like he has to go make a play at times, but if he progresses um, and and he takes that next step into becoming more of a, you know, threat in the pocket and not necessarily running around, making a play with his legs all the time, then, then he can be really, really dangerous. Frank, are are what we see are seeing with that
0: Utah defense this year? Is this historic?
1: Is it what? I'm sorry. Is it historic? Is this the best you've seen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've seen we've seen lots of great Utah defenses, and uh, and and we've seen lots of really good defensive players at the University of Utah, and. Um, for some reason this combination i don't know if if it's the this combination of players and, uh, and paired with the competition that they're playing i don't know what what the exact formula is but whatever it is it's working out in favor of the youth the, the great depth at uh, at the defensive line i still have you know i I still have concerns about the depth at the linebacker position, but as long as those guys are playing the way that they're playing at such a high level. And that was the big question mark to me coming into the season was the linebacker group, especially after losing, you know, a projected starter at linebacker. Those guys have been fantastic. And I always count Francis Bernard as one of my favorite players and a key on the defensive side, but Devin Lloyd is the one who keeps, you know, getting all the tackles. So, those guys have played an extremely high level. Uh, and then the defensive secondary has really turned a corner since, since USC and, and all of those things, you know, together, but combined with this ability to, well, schematically what, what uh, coach Scalley is doing, the execution on the field, the ability to stop the run and not only stop the run, but stop the run and be harassing in the passing game. Um, I'm we'll we'll see how it all ends up and how it all turns out, but but this is a this is a Utah defense that could rank right at the very top.
0: Frank Dolce with us, ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. Frank, where are you at on Chip Kelly and his abilities as a college football coach?
1: Wow, that is I think that's a hundred thousand dollar question. Um because it seemed like, you know, at Oregon he just had it all well i would say that he had it all right i don't know that he really built a team to compete on the national level and maybe we saw that when he would when he would take his team that was built kind of this you know this sleek built for speed kind of team that that maybe didn't match up quite as well on the national you know national level but i thought that 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 was the you know that was the next guy that was the next he was the innovator. He was, he was going to be around for a long time. And he was the Nick Saban and the, and the Chris Peterson kind of, you know, that, that kind of urban Meyer kind of coach. And I think his, his reputation has taken a little bit of a beating based on what he did in the NFL. And now what he's did, done in his first, you know, one and a half years or whatever he's been at UCLA. But in the last three weeks, with the same team and the same talent, he's he's figured out how to get these guys on the winning side of the ledger. And, and that's no small task. It's hard to take a team with a culture of losing, and I think that UCLA like kind of developed that over the past few years and, and turn that into a culture of winning. And it, I, I don't know. I think the jury's still out, but it feels like maybe he's headed in that direction. So... I think there's a chance that Tip Kelly could be uh, amongst some of you know, one of the really, really notable college football coaches. I'm not going to say that he's going to be one of the great college football coaches, but I think he could be really, really notable. And and we'll see if he can continue the thing with UCLA. He has all of the resources at his disposal. I mean, to just try and just think about trying to recruit a student athlete in Pullman, Washington. And the guy says, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm heading down to Westwood next week and I'm going to take a recruiting trip there. I mean, that's when coach Leach just moved, check him off, move on to the next guy. It's just, it's like an unfair advantage to, to be able to recruit down there with, with, you know, just the, the resources available, the location, the sunny and 72 every day. And, and I just I, I think that um, he has a real opportunity to, to build a legacy in, in the college coaching ranks.
0: So, Frank, what do you make of what do you anticipate Saturday evening? How do you think this game will unfold?
1: What kind of scoring are you looking at? What will it be defensive, offensive, a little bit of both? Uh, Will it be dominated by the Utes? Will it be close? You know, i've been I've been cautious about Utah um, up through the game against Washington. And I thought that was going to be a really telling game. And then the way Utah took that game over and 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 finished off the Huskies, um, maybe I'll be a little more optimistic about Utah. If if I look at over look over the course of the season against what I would consider similar opponents, I know that UCLA brings some some weapons, especially on the offensive side. I I would still look at this game and think that it could be performance where UCLA is frustrated and can't get anything going on the offensive side and is limited to to uh, you know fewer plays than they normally run and don't score nearly as many points as you think they should or they have in the past and it just becomes a frustrating experience for the Bruins because of what Utah does on the defensive side and then offensively the way that Andy Ludwig has run the offense and the strategy and the, the the ability to stick to a game plan and the determination to stick to the game plan and the execution, you know, there, there's, it's it makes it really difficult on, on defenses and, you know, and Tyler Huntley now should be very nearly completely healthy. So I would say that, this is a game where Utah comes out and could make a real statement and, and uh, win a game by – I think the spread is 20 points, and I, I think that's very reasonable for, for Utah if they do what they're capable of doing. I really believe that the only way Utah loses in this final stretch is if, if, it's, if Utah beats themselves. If, if Utah figures out a way to trip themselves up and they become sloppy and turn the ball over and, and all of a sudden start missing tags, things they just haven't really done all season long. So I think it could be a dominating effort by Utah on Saturday.
0: Catch Frank on the Ute pregame show this Saturday starting at 4 o'clock from the tailgate lot. And, of course, uh, catch Frank throughout uh, the day across the station all week long right here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, thank you very much. We appreciate your fine work as usual.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Thanks, Frank. Frank Dolce, uh, who joins us weekly uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.